This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Mark is a little out of it today. He has returned from... You're, you're doped up, too, aren't you? Yeah. Not just out of it, but doped up. Percocets and, and Xanax. You have returned from your vasectomy, which I don't know if our listeners even knew that was coming up. Have we even talked about it? I don't I feel know like we have. Me- I feel like we might have mentioned it at some point. It's a lot more interesting when a young guy does it, uh, like you. I'm 37. Yeah. I've got a kid. It's not terribly interesting that I'm getting a vasectomy. That's true. I did get mine when I was 23. Three, I think it was. twenty. Yeah, I guess I was 23. Yeah. And uh, you got yours today. What mm-hmm. was the motivation? Well, I, like I said, I've we've had as many kids. I've gone through the birth process as much as I want to go through the birth <laughs> process. Laura can have as many children as she wants. Uh-huh. Uh, she's done being pregnant. Okay. So the next one's going to be adopted, and this is one way well, to guarantee if, that. Yeah, if, if we have another one, then that's the way that's going to be. Did they try to talk you out of it when you went to Who's get they? Your, uh, the, the vasectomy people? Nope. No? That's good. They tried to talk me out of it. I, they wanted my uh, birthday, and I wouldn't give it to them. Really? Um, you know, the, the the gal behind the desk, you know, the bean counter that they hire. I see. And, uh, you know, she was all huffy that I wouldn't give her my birthday. But I need it for my files. What if there's another, you know, Mark Edge that comes in? Yeah, well, you'll be able to figure it out because he's the one with the birthday. So you are here against doctor's orders. The doctor did tell you you should be staying home. You decided to come in. You totally didn't have to. Yeah. Uh, you just trooper. wanted to be here, which is yeah, nice. I like it's doing nice. this. It's good. Uh, so you can call in, talk about whatever you want. Wayne, you've had a vasectomy for a while, I presume, right? Yeah. Okay. A while. A few years. <laughs> what, uh, let's see, 2002? So yeah, a while. That's about yeah. when I got mine. It's, 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 it's good for a guy to have that level of control over you know, oh, yeah. birth control. Oh, it's so great. Because it, it, uh, for, for a man that knows what he wants, and if you're, if you're somebody who you know you're not wanting to have your own children you could still adopt a kid i mean you can always have kids they just wouldn't be yours of course in the future who knows if figure out a way to extract your dna and create the things they need to 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 make yourself uh, to make a baby of you of your gene code but anyway uh for somebody that knows what they want and is absolutely sure it's the best form of birth control out there as far as i'm concerned it's not a monthly or or uh you know several times a year process like or t- or a daily thing like the uh, the ladies have to take with the birth control pills or the shots or you know whatever various options there are out there you don't have to do any weird cumbersome uh birth control you know during sex kind of applications whether they got something that you you use on the female there's one for the female that goes up in there or something like like that and there's uh, of course condoms as well. Are you talking know, about a, uh, a, a sponge? Yeah, yeah, I Diaphragm? guess. Yeah, both. I don't, I don't I, know a whole lot. I don't about know if they even stuff. exist anymore. I never had to learn about that stuff because I just went and got myself a, a vasectomy and just headed all off at the pass. There's, I mean, the the odds that the vasectomy will fail are far far lower than the odds of any of those other ones failing. Yeah, and so, they don't have, and doesn't really have side effects. What do they tell you? Bef- how long you have to go before you're sperm free, Mark? Uh, th- three months or so. They they want me to. I don't know. They, they gave some sort of number of ejaculations. Yeah, but, yeah. I remember they told me that on the phone. I said, "Well, what if I go blind?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It didn't turn out to be uh, much of a problem. But yeah, you do want to make sure that if you have a vasectomy, and they always tell you this, that you um, are are still having safe sex for a short period after that. 
So through a certain number, as you said, a certain number of ejaculations, uh, you could still be shooting live. But after that, after you've sort of cleared out the tubes, so to speak, it's bareback from there on in. You are uh, you're good to go, and yep. it it just I think it's, it's been the it's one of the best choices I ever made. I think for my life, it cost me around seven hundred bucks. You said, Mark, it cost you about the same amount. Yep. And, exactly that amount. Right, which actually means it's probably a little bit cheaper because 700 when I paid for it five years ago or whatever is probably worth a little bit more than 700 is today. I would agree with that. So uh, it's a great uh, it's a great deal. Highly recommended. Just wanted Fast, to throw that easy. out there. Yeah. You know, they went in, Recovery time's pretty minimal. They, they, you had one, I had one interview with the uh, doctor where you know, I, I didn't feel like there... I, I don't know what questions he was asking me, what he was trying to find out because it didn't feel much like an interview. Um, and then, you know, I went in today and I... My wife's like, is that all? That's it. Yeah, like that was it, it, ten minutes, maybe. I, I believe it is the most common male op- surgical operation out there. So it, they've got it down to a, quite a science. It's pretty safe. Still an operation. Still a chance something could go wrong. Uh, for me, as I recall, one of my complications, if it if it was even that, was that the the healing process wasn't it, it wasn't going as as fast as I thought it should, and it turned out. From what I could tell, it was because I was icing down too much. Like I would ice, I was icing for too long. So for whatever reason, that wasn't really allowing it to, I guess, heal in the way it was supposed to. I, I don't see. know. I, but, you know, when I had mine done, I lived in Florida in a small kind of neighborhood. And uh, it seems like everybody in the neighborhood knew. I, I, I get home and a few days later, I'm walking the dog around the neighborhood and the neighbor's wives are coming out saying, oh, hey, you had it done. Oh, it feels oh, really? the same. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to cover up every time. But... Uh, Anyway, feel a little dirty. Yeah, I, I just yeah. felt dirty that all the women in the, in the neighborhood knew I had it done. <laughs> hmm. There you go. Yeah. 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. We go to your phone calls and talk to George in D.C. TSA George, you're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Line. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Mark, uh, yeah, you might want to keep Mark away from anything. He's sharp objects. He, and in light of his recent vasectomy, he might try to kill himself like in that movie I just got out of seeing the happening. You know what I'm saying? I'm not familiar. It's the new M. Night Shyamalan movie. Is this the one where the, the Earth kills the humans or it, something like that? Yeah, it, make, it makes them all want to kill, it, kill, kill themselves. And I like everyone is affected wants to suicide. And now that Mark's got that vasectomy, you know, t- t- tonight you might feel doubly depressed. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't think you're depressed after a vasectomy. I think you're happy and excited about the, the, the new sexual freedom that you have. I'm a little achy. Well, yeah, there's that. <laughs> So, so was this movie any good, George? Was the uh, was the movie any good? It's actually pretty good, good to watch. I mean, I, I, but anyway, was it some kind of an environmental theme? It has been suggested that's like an environmental theme, like uh, the Earth is pissed that humans are allegedly polluting it, so it just it it kills them all. Yeah, no, it's all that blah blah blah, but it's still fun to watch. Yeah. You know? I mean, just because it, it, it may be seen to be made by a bunch of environmental wackos who all have posters of Uma Thurman when she did Poison Ivy and Batman Forever doesn't mean, you know, it's not fun to watch. And the, oh, and um, by the way, I really wish I went to Porfrey this time. Good God, I saw that video, you know, and Mark and his shirt and Whitney, I'm like, oh, good. Yeah, Whitney did take her shirt off at the uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and I have seen the uncensored footage. Uh, Sam from the Obscured Truth Network sent me a, a link to that today, so that will be available very soon for Free Talk Live amplifiers. I downloaded it. Yeah. Oh, really? It's already out there, huh? The other day, 
or something like that, yeah. Okay. Anyway, I don't know if she lives in D.C. area. Yep, yep, she sure does. Good you'll luck with that. You'll have to get, <laughs> you'll have to get her number. BB, a message on the BBS, because I, I figured the... Uh, with a video camera, stuff we make our own TSA Gangsters video or something. That's a like good that. idea. I love the TSA Gangsters. You can go to YouTube, you type in TSA Gangsters. You know, I got my uniform, I got a Darth Vader helmet, it'll look really cool. <laughs> you should do that, George. I think that would be amusing, and I'd like to thank you for the phone call tonight. 800 259 9231 is the SACL CAI toll free line. I think he's referring to the the video by Michael Hampton uh, from HomelandStupidity.us. He, I believe, posted one on the Free Talk Live BBS, but I uh, I don't think he's talking about the one that Sam did because I just saw that for the first time today. So there's going to be another uh, video out well, there. Well, Michael Hampton's, uh, although taken with a smaller, uh, perhaps less uh, clear camera, you know, a little, mm-hmm. little DV cam, um, is got, got released very quickly. Yeah. However, you had to know something about downloading video in order to see it because mm-hmm. I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't. I couldn't get the video. Um, well, anyway, it's going to be for amplifiers only. And if you are not a Free Talk Live amplifier, we can tell you later as to how you can go about being one of those. In the meantime, we continue with your phone calls, and we talk to Dave in Athens, Ohio, listening on WAIS. Hello, Dave. Hi, guys. You're going to cheer me. Uh, I came up with a concept. Okay. What's that? What if there was no religion? We would be freer to choose what we want to believe. Well, I suppose it's true. Uh, you know, humans, I think, you know, if there was no religions, humans would create create one because it's just sort of, uh, they seem to want that. Well, that's one of the reasons why religions were created was to explain the unexplainable. But, and right? also to give people an opportunity to go meet places. It's true. Dave, thanks for the call. More coming right, up. Thanks. You can take control, bring up anything. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And the features on the website include the bulletin board system. You can get interactive with over 350,000 posts awaiting you. Everything from serious issues to fun stuff, you'll find it all. And you'll find it at bbs.freetalklive.com. That is bbs.freetalklive.com. If you've got a business, you know somebody who has a business, we all know that accounts receivable is very difficult stuff. There are people out there that uh, don't pay their bills, forget to pay their bills, that need a little help in that, uh, that arena. It's just hard to keep track of this. I know I had my own business, and I can tell you there's still bills out there that didn't get collected seems like it's way too long to do anything about it, and I just don't have the records for it. But if you, you know, you've got some kind of reasonable records, you can turn them over to SACL CAI. They're the biggest sponsor of the show, and I'll tell you what, they do a great job. Uh, Jason and his crew are all about respecting your customers and, and, you know, trying to help you keep those customers. That way you'll want to keep them as a collections company. SACL CAI. You can check out their banner at freetalklive.com. So we mentioned Whitney a few moments ago, and we're going to get back to uh, to the calls here in a moment, but just a comment 
on this, actually from an email from Whitney. But we talked about Whitney and how she had taken her top off in response to you taking your shirt off. She had offered to take her top off in response to you taking your shirt off at the Freedom Fest, or not Freedom Fest, rather, but the Porcupine Freedom Right, Festival. I sort of, uh, she, she, she was coming on the air to encourage me to take my shirt off, which is, uh, seems to have been a running gag for the last couple of years on the show. Yes. As though anyone would really want to see me with my shirt off. And uh, so I sort of double-dog dared her to uh, to take her shirt off. I'll take mine off if you take yours off, Whitney. And it happened. And, and it did, yeah. Then we, apparently there was some critique. Uh, there was a, a critic of Whitney's on the Free Talk Live BBS who was calling her trashy for doing that. I mentioned that the other night when she was on the phone with us. I believe that she said that the behavior was trashy. Okay, whatever. I mean, that's a difference of degrees. I don't. I, I don't know. It's exactly not different degrees, said. really. No. If you're I mean, saying someone's behavior is trashy, isn't that akin to calling them trashy? I don't think so. I no? can I can say that you're. Wayne, acting... how do you feel about that? Uh, I would say their behavior can be separate from them. I mean, if you're acting like a jerk, that doesn't mean that you're a jerk. Well, I, I would be a jerk in that instance. No, you are a jerk. Oh, okay. It's funny. <laughs> uh, so Whitney emails. She says, "Hey, uh, Whitney here from D.C." After my call on Monday night, which I was during which I was caught off guard by your seemingly left-field question, I considered what you asked me regarding a critic who called my Friday segment trashy. Well, I did a little research and found the definition of trashy. Definition number one, rubbishy, cheap, and inferior, of no value. Two, brassy, tastelessly, uh, tastelessly showy. So, you asked me what I thought was trashy. It seems to me that this critic, a woman who name-calls and criticizes my actions, is the trashy one. By definition, trashy is something cheap and of no value. I do not see what value name-calling on the BBS forum brings to the show or to this woman herself. Of course, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. However, in my experience, such uptight people who name-call and criticize from afar are insecure about themselves. So, this critic's remarks are not credible to me. I'm a person of action, and I don't have time to sit around on internet forums trash-talking people that I don't even know. So, that's my opinion, she says. And as for the second part of the definition, brassy, tastelessly showy, Friday was definitely showy, but I think done in good taste. And that's what I called it. Uh, I called it tasteful. It was well-planned stunt, which kept in focus the purpose of getting Mark's shirt off. Mission accomplished. Valuable? Yes. Especially with the added benefit of recruiting more amplifiers. Really, the goal was to have uh, was to have fun and do something offbeat to accomplish the longtime listener request to get Mark's shirt off. And it and, did work. And yes, it did take courage to get on a live radio program with tons of cameras and a bunch of guys standing around talking to relative strangers and bearing my breasts for all to see and criticize if they wish. But I'm willing to take risks in life for freedom and good old-fashioned fun. From Whitney. You know, and I can totally see where she's coming from. And, you know, it's, it's really, it's a judgment call. It's subjective. And often what you'll find there is that, uh, you know, people are coming from a couple of uh, women. I, it seems to me that men are probably not going to call a woman who takes her top off trashy. Lar- by and large, simply because they want to encourage the behavior. Yes. You know, like, if I would have said, Whitney... You're trashy. And, you know, it would have been less likely she would have taken her top Certainly. off. And then no one would have seen it, at, including myself. So, you know, men probably not going to be. So it's coming from the woman's point of view. And there's, there's a couple of things, and they're all mixed together. For one, Whitney's an extraordinarily attractive young lady. And, and uh, the gal on the BBS, if that is her photograph beneath her as her mm-hmm. icon, is also an attractive woman. So, um, but sometimes you'll get sort of 
the uglier gals calling the prettier gals that are showing off their bodies trashy. Trashy. Yeah. It's the same thing as um, they're just jealous. It's it's the same thing as a guy who drives a a normal car saying about a guy who drives a Ferrari that he has a small unit. Mm -hmm. It's jealousy, plain and simple. There you go. Right. And and yeah. second, and you know, and then, and then there's this other. Yeah, the 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 the, the female uh, sexual organ has a certain amount of power that goes with it. it. Only because men have have allowed it to happen that way. Okay, but but it does. You would say that that's an that's an accurate statement, though, right? In in our culture, yes. And I'd say most to some extent. I mean, maybe you could beat beat them, and then they'd have would have less less power. But you know, beating people in our culture is an exception. As long as men have a desire. For that particular sexual organ, right. they will have power. And the organ uh, goes up in value over, um, you know, for as attractive, as attractive as the woman is. But, you know, some women don't like the idea that other women would be using their sexual powers to, I don't know, allure men themselves. in, you know, sure. that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, so my wife is a demure gal who mm -hmm. does not dress in uh, provocative clothing in any way, shape, she's or very form. Very conservative. Yeah, she's conservative and w would consider behavior like that to be, uh, you know, trashy. Does she, would. does she know what happened on Friday? She has an idea. <laughs> she, she has an idea. She, no, she doesn't. What she, how would she feel about you for, for allowing it to happen, for participating in it? The, for her, there's radio and there's real life. Yeah, okay. That's so, good that she can separate the two. So, you know, I'm... So as long as you aren't getting a private show from Whitney off the air, then it's, then it's okay. Right, that would be unacceptable if it was a, a private. By private, you mean only her and I in one room? Yeah. And her taking her top off? Yeah, right. entirely unacceptable. Right, right, okay. Um, but if, <laughs> I'm allowed to go to a strip club. However, I'm not allowed to spend any inordinate amount of money. I see, what interesting. It, how do you define inordinate? <laughs> yeah, if it went beyond $50 or something like that. Wow, you like, got a bigger allowance than I do. That would be inordinate. I, and I'm thinking $50 is pushing the limit. It, it a strip club, you can claim, oh, well, honey, the beers were $9 a piece. Mm -hmm. Because they are. <laughs> wow. Uh, but, you know, and, and a couple of bucks thrown on the stage for somebody who's, who's done their work. But when you, you know, the private dances are something like 20 or $30 a piece, yeah, private dances wouldn't be acceptable for, to my wife. Got it. Unless I purchased them for someone else and sat nearby and watched. You could, wa you could watch the, someone else receive one. Yeah, I that's correct. All right, very interesting. Uh, the toll-free number here for you is 800-259-9231. Just wanted to get Whitney's thoughts out there about uh, the accusation as to whether or not she is trashy. Of course, it's all in the eye of the beholder, and I think that you're pretty much right, Mark, that, uh, that some people are very uncomfortable by the fact that uh, others have certain physical assets and are willing to utilize them. But, hey, more power to her. You can take control. Bring up what you want. Coming up, Matt in Illinois, Kevin in Minnesota, and your calls as well. Ladies are first. If you make the calls, ladies, it's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves if you dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. And those features include the wiki. You can get interactive with over 1,700 pages created by listeners just like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com, see what it's all about, and change virtually anything. That's wiki, W-I-K-I, 
www.freetalklive.com as we continue with your phone calls about what you want. Let's go to Matt in Illinois on the amp line. Hello, Matt. Evening, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, first off, let me say I think Whitney's a very lovely girl, and that was definitely a perk worth uh, worth seeing. Yes, yeah, I would say perk is the uh, the accurate term there. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, it is. You know, yeah. and uh, you know, beyond everything, if, if it gets more people to sign up for the amplifier program, I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just as, as I heard somewhere um, that nudist, and I believe that Whitney's claim to not be a nudist. She she kept saying, "I just like being naked." Yeah, so, but she did uh, say she used the term nudist. She did use the earlier, term but uh, I think probably exhibitionist is probably a better term. Well, it's it's worth noting that um, I've heard that nudists are uh, are very monogamous, very uh, loyal partners uh, amongst the, the the loyalist of all uh, demographics. So um, interesting. Yeah, that's just worth noting. Okay, anyway, what else? Uh, you guys were hello. Hey, what else? Okay, you guys were uh, talking about that. Hey, b- before you go uh, on, I've got some questions here. I'm sorry. Uh, before you go on, I, I, I've sure. got a question. Suppose Whitney wasn't uh, a monogamous type of gal. Maybe she, you know, suppose she liked to play around a little bit. Would it make her a bad person? This is this is sort of the... the I say no. I don't I don't see that it would. You know, I mean... As long as she's being safe, I think if she's, if she's playing around and putting other people at risk, then that's, you know, that would but be one thing. Not, but, the, the, hold on. <laughs> if suddenly, if, if you start kissing a girl within the first couple of hours of knowing her and have sex with her within the first few hours of knowing her, you're taking your own risks. Also. This is true. That's true. It, it does take two. You're and, right. And, you know, there's there's ways to handle that situation. You can wait six months, but, a I mean, year, if, you can get married. If you've you got AIDS and you know it and you're going around having sex with people, then I would say you'd be a bad person. You that. would. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I guess... But just, that's the extreme. Yeah, that is that is the extreme. I guess I just... There's there's sort of this stigma around having sex with uh, a bunch of people, and I, I guess that stigma would come from uh, sharing social diseases and that kind of thing. But I, I think women are a little harder on other women that are that, that way, and I think mainly the reason is is they know that their men can't be trusted, or they believe that their men can't be trusted. They probably so can't. You know, they don't want them anywhere near that. I got no problems with any of those scenarios. Yep. So, <laughs> Go ahead, uh, Matt. I was just I was just taking note because uh, Whitney did did mention that, and um, I'm sure she's heart. a fine, upstanding gal. Seems like it. Yeah. So what else, Matt? What hey, else? Anyway, uh, you were talking about vasectomies earlier. Yes. I, I've got a vasectomy horror story. Oh boy. Um, back in uh, 1993, uh, my third child was born, and. Um, I had two stepkids, so I decided I needed a vasectomy. So I, I, after he was born, I went out and got myself fixed and uh, came home that evening a little sore. And I had a two-year-old daughter, and she was very happy to see her father. Uh-oh. And decided she wanted to hop on my lap, mm-hmm. play a little hop on pop. Yeah, that's... And she, she, her foot hit me in the wrong spot oh. at the wrong time. Oh. And uh, I was in great pain. Oh, boy. Great. I, I, I tried going to work the next day, but I just couldn't handle it. And I wow. I went to the doctor because I was in such pain. And when the urologist saw me, he laid me on the table, he took down my pants, there was a lump in my uh, scrotum. 
that was just, it was like having a third testing. And um, he was grabbing it and feeling it, and it hurt like hell. Jeez. And squeezing it and everything else. And um, he, he, was, he kept saying, what the hell is that? Oh, What's great. That? <laughs> That's yeah. not good. Yeah. He doesn't know? Yeah, when the doctor's saying, what the hell is that, you're in big <laughs> trouble. So they sent me down for an ultrasound. Okay. And um, while in the uh, while uh, take, doing the ultrasound, which is usually something they do to pregnant ladies, I um, told the nurse, I said, uh, she just tell me whether it's a boy or a girl. That's all I want to know. Mm-hmm. And they thought that was funny. But... Um, I think it's funny, too. They thought for, uh, oh, I don't know, a couple of hours that I was going to lose a testing. Um, the doctor had thought that one had split. And uh, it turned out to be just a giant blood clot. Mm, wow. Just but, a giant um, blood clot. Yes. And it did go away on its own. Mm. But it was very, very scary for, for a while there. And... Um, <sighs> Yeah, keep all the kids keep kids away from you when you are uh, recovering from your vasectomy. Don't put yourself in any unnecessary situations, which is why I was shaming Mark for coming out here tonight. He totally didn't have to come out here. I, I don't understand. Be I mean, careful. I, be careful with how you with what you do. The doctor said don't drive. Maybe there's a reason why you you shouldn't drive when the well when he the was driven here. He he was driven here, and he will be driven home. But I think the issue is is uh, you just don't want to stress yourself too much. Yeah. I don't know if you should even be going upstairs, Mark. The, the, I don't even the, know the stress of sitting here and talking on the radio. It's the point of getting from one point to another and getting in and out of cars and lifting things. I walked and around the carrying house. Your no, no, one get, no one gave. Oh my God, my backpack. What's it weigh? Eight pounds. I don't know. I'm a hundred and eighty pound okay. man. I mean, a, you know, backpack on my back it just it doesn't amount to anything. I didn't stop you from coming yeah. in, so that's all. I'm just... You know what, Ian? When I had mine done, I had to drive myself home. Yeah. An hour from Tampa to, back to Sarasota. All right. And the next day. My wife takes off with the car, and my car was in the shop, and my son, I, I walk him to school every morning. So uh, my daughter at the time was little, and she was just really cranky. So I ended, the next morning, I ended up walking my son to school and carrying my daughter both ways. Jeez. I'm really lucky oh. I didn't have complications. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. Very Matt, lucky. any other thoughts for us tonight? Um, no, that'll do it. Thanks for the call, dude. We appreciate hearing from you. And thanks for the story. Glad you survived. 800-259-9231 without any unnecessary complications. Which It sounded like it could have been bad, but it got better. It's always nice when that happens, when things just get better on their own. Did you shop for a doctor when you, when you did yours? I called around uh, to a handful of places, and there was one guy that was in the $500 range, but he was all booked up. And I wanted to get it done because for me it was I did not want to risk this any longer. And so I was more than willing to pay the extra couple hundred bucks to get it scheduled relatively quickly. What were your criteria when you were looking for a doctor? Well, I'd wanted a doctor that had done it a number of times. And most urologists that have been in the business for a few years have done hundreds of these things. I mean, they do them all the time. It's it's their bread and butter, effectively. And uh, so, you know, I found some guy with experience, and it was over 700 bucks, and I think it, I think I got it scheduled within a couple of weeks or something like that. I love that. the idea. Well, mine was fast, too. Yeah. I love the idea that they can just get these 700 bucks. That means that he's he's whipping these babies out. Oh, yeah. It's like half an hour's work or something like they that. Resca- I, don't, I don't think it was that. Yeah. Dude, I think it was 10 minutes. Yeah, it's pretty quick. Did any of you get the titanium clips? Ooh, I don't know. I think they just tied me off. Mm-hmm. They didn't discuss with me any of the sorts oh, okay. of clips that we, we used. 
Yeah, there's a few different techniques. They can tie you off. They can cut it, tie you off. They, sometimes they'll cut a section off so they can't grow back together. Other doctors will put a titanium clip on one end of the vast tube so they can't grow back together. Hmm. Or if they do, it's plugged up. Interesting. I Yeah, I couldn't tell you what's going on down there, Wayne. As I recall, there was some sort of string that they, they used to tie it off. Yes. That's about all I, I forgot I to ask if he's uh, if he's going to pay child support uh, if I... Uh, <laughs> An insurance policy? Yeah, if it doesn't work. That'd be nice. Yeah, it's pretty unlikely that's going to go back to the way it was. We continue with Kevin in Minnesota. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Kevin. Kevin, going hey, once. Guys. Hello, Kevin. It's been a while. Hope yes, things sir. are going well. All is um, well. What's on your mind? 700 bucks. I would have... I would have done it for 250 and take you out for dinner. Uh, I don't. I don't want don't you know who using you are, some Kevin. kind of rubber band on me, man. A <laughs> um, couple things for you. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of a copper IUD. A copper IUD. I don't right. even know what my, that is. Uh, my wife. We had our our second child, and so uh, we were discussing, you know, the practicalities of, you know, whether or not having another one and the whole fear factor and. I'm not even sure where you're going with this, but hang on. We'll bring Inner you back. Inner uterine device? Inner uterine device, I think. More coming up. We'll find out what that is here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up what you want. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, then you can go shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Start your shopping experience at amazon.freetalklive.com and get virtually anything you need to buy for life. Free Super Saver shipping on a whole bunch of items and help Free Talk Live out all at the same time. Again, amazon.freetalklive.com. Back to Kevin in Minnesota. Kevin, you're back on Free Talk Live. Now, you were saying something about an intrauterine device, an IUD, a copper IUD. What, what, now, what was all that about? Um, well, my wife, we started looking into the whole aspect. I mean, we, we want to have more children, and that was our biggest thing about what can be done and I'm highly against the whole uh, medicated and the birth control pills because of the side effects and all that. And, okay. Uh, but uh, she started doing research on it, and she found out from our midwife about this copper IUD, and it's just a, a little piece of copper that they put inside a woman's uterus, and it it's like a 99999 uh, you know, you can't get much more safer than this, and it can also be removed. And so it's a permanent thing? It's not just a, you, you put it up there and that's it? You can take it out if you want to, but you don't have to, you don't have to insert and remove as uh, you know, sexual activity happens? Right. It's, it's a permanent thing. And then when she was researching it, she found out that, they, that these were being used for over six, 700 years that they actually found mummies and uh, uh, women in European nations, I can't remember specifically where it was, that they would find these little copper wires right in the uterus area of it, and that's how far they were tracing these back to. And it's like Hmm. a phenomenal thing, you know, so it's not the whole snip and clip, and there's still the possibility of, of still having children. They say that you can do the copper IUD. Uh, it's a minimal surgery where, like you said, it's it's in and out, and uh, specifically in. 
but uh, within a relatively short period of time of taking it out, you're able to have children again. Interesting. I've and never heard of such a thing. Wayne, are you aware of this? I've heard of IUDs. Uh, what's, the, what, what's the material that, that most IUDs are made of now? Are they plastic? Well, now they're like they're plastic and wires, and they kind of like do like a, a blockage thing, but there's like a lot of side effects that can be with some of these. And that's what we were looking at also, but then we learned of the copper one. But there's no side effect with the copper deal? Yeah, because, you know, copper isn't a toxic an mm. element for you and stuff. So it was really mm. interesting. It's one thing that people might, might want to check out. So an option for uh, for the ladies, perhaps, to look into, because, uh, if you, you know, if your your man is not interested in uh, in having a vasectomy done and you are not interested in taking and spending all that money on those pills and, and having to regiment yourself in that way, because I understand that taking those pills every day has got to be a big old pain. If you miss it, then you're, ris- you know, you're risking. And, and well, also the pills themselves are a risk. Uh, they also they? have they have side effects. Sure. And, uh, you know, m- women find that they gain weight on the pills. There's no woman in the world that likes the idea of gaming, gaining weight. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and my ex-girlfriend used to get the shot, the uh, Depo-Provera, and Depo. she said that had all kinds of uh, oh, right. Same thing. Depo, Depo make you a little chubby, there, too. Uh, can I bring something else up? Yeah, too? go ahead. Okay. Now, I find it really ironic that with, and this goes back to the Whitney story, which I, I have no judgment either one way or another. I mean, people do what they want to do, and as long as you're not hurting me, then... I'm fine with it, you know, but um, I find it really ironic because me and my wife were in the whole all-natural water births and home births and Mm -hmm. all of that, and and my wife breastfeeds, but I find it really ironic. A man is perfectly fine to see a woman exposing their breast to them, but the minute they see a woman breastfeeding a child, they freak out. I don't know. I don't, I'm not one of those men. I don't, I don't care. You can breastfeed your child or go around topless. It doesn't bother me. It's just body parts. I think people don't like to see it. And, you know, it's excretions. People don't like, you know, the civilized society, people in civilized society, they just don't like excretions. Well, it's not like she's squirting breast milk all over the place. They just don't it's like going it. going where it belongs, in the baby's mouth. I understand. But, you know, it's just the truth. You know, you're drooling. People, you know, hey, you got something there. Bugs spitting yeah. on the sidewalk, peeing someplace where you're not supposed to pee. People don't, don't like know. excretions. I don't know if it's the excretion as much it is as it is that there are just certain people that are uh, Puritans or Puritans and they're uppity about breasts. That's well, right. what, I, what I think it is, I think it is, is that uh, men have gotten into this mind frame that boobs are for us. And, <laughs> and, and I, I'm sorry if I'm hmm. not supposed to say that. Do you feel like it's mostly men that are offended by breastfeeding women? Or I, would, I would think it'd be a lot of women that are offended well, by it. Two circumstances. My, my wife... Uh, because we breast we breastfeed our well not we my wife breastfeeds and you know as as a native american we've learned that they would breastfeed their children until they're like 3 years old yeah not they uncommon even older and it's ironic that the women that don't care about the breastfeeding are the ones that are really under the mind frame that bottle feeding is the best way to feed a child and they're the ones that tend to get a little bit you know, a little attitude towards her about doing it, and I think there's kind of a jealousy thing. So wait a minute, you're saying the ones that are in favor of bottle feeding are the ones that have an attitude against breastfeeding? 
Right. That's what my wife has told me she's experienced. Mm, interesting. You know, but then it's also been some of the our male friends and stuff, you know, they've actually made comments like, well, how long are you going to breastfeed that kid? And it's like, you, you know, it just, it, it blows me away because I would rather have my wife have such a close connection because there's more than just feeding the child. Yeah, it's the close. You're right. Yeah, I mean, they find that uh, babies that are held and loved more, they are less likely to be serial killers, and they're more likely to be uh, just better, well-adjusted people. Right. And you know, I it it seems like everybody's got advice on this child rearing thing, and you know, the fact is there aren't that many facts on child rearing. There's books throughout the ages that you can read. A lot of that, opinions. Huh? Of, 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 of opinions of, of people that would consider themselves more qualified, and I, I would consider them more qualified, too. But you can find opinions on how to raise your child from everybody out there. And it's, it's, it's kind of it, it's frustrating to mm-hmm. some extent. Look, my wife's going to breastfeed my child whenever she feels like breastfeeding you know with the her. way as long as she feels like doing it a friend of ours breastfeed, breastfed their child until about 3 uh, they decided you know what when he was walking up and pulling my shirt up then i decided that that was about time we but you know so what so yeah, so what so if what? a 3 year old is still breastfeeding what's the big deal there well that's absolutely and if you think about it what is the full purpose of a woman's breast the that, purpose of a woman's breast is to feed our children. Yep. And us, too. And, I'll cut it out. <laughs> well, as always, thanks, uh, thanks for uh, Thanks, Kevin. Good conversation. Interesting suggestion for the ladies out there who are might be, you know, the, uh, the, the interuterine device as far as the copper option he was suggesting. It's certainly worth looking into. If you want to be in control of your ability to, uh, to birth a child as a, as a lady, that's a, it sounds like an interesting option. Yeah, people get too upset about this stuff. I mean, they even named a, a restaurant after breasts. Hooters. Yeah, exactly. We go to Rob in Canada. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Rob. Hi, guys. How you doing? Hey, what's on your mind? It wasn't breast, Wayne. It was the owl. What are you talking about? Yeah, right. Listen, a couple of interesting observations regarding the breastfeeding. I've heard that the Eskimos do it up to the age of 11. Wow. Wow, how about that? Could you imagine you guys breastfeeding from your mummies until 11? Yeah. No, that seems a little bizarre to me, but <laughs> I, but, but um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stop them. I've been using successfully for... Uh, Let's see, almost 20 years and eight kids later. Uh-huh. Well, that sounds odd. Yes. And the reason it's effective is because it tells you precisely when mom can get pregnant. And that is, um, how do I put this, uh, uh, how should I say, how do I put this uh, in the right words, and the taste test method. Oh, dear, that sounds, uh, that sounds now, in a, you know, you. not the most accurate of uh, methods. Oh, well, listen, you've got to be quite the... Quite the uh, connoisseur to perfect the art form. Already, um, if a man really is intimate with his woman, yeah, they take the the time. They take the time, and you you know what might be a little bit more accurate would be. uh, Julia told me about this temperature taking method where that's uh, not as accurate. The taste. Oh come on! Thanks for the call. (laughs) Too much. Too much. I I, I, my nose has been broken seven times. I, I I don't smell well and. My you can't smell, you that, can't taste. Yeah, my taste isn't that great either. What, what the hell? 1-800-259-9231. As I understand it, there is a temperature-taking method where you essentially um, take the temperature up there and uh, you, you log it. 
and then based on the temperature, you can tell when you're ovul or when the lady is ovulating and when she's not, and all of that. So that's another option. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Hour two's coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with the very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized the contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online from my desk with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam too. Remember that code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try. Free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free. Mark is a little doped up tonight. He is in the middle of the recovery process from his vasectomy earlier today. I'm coming down from the... The Percocets or whatever the hell they are. But you are uh, still participating in the show, and uh, to that end, you said you had an email you wanted to share. Right? Oh, yes. I've got one that's going to skin you alive. All right. All right. <laughs> From SciFace. Oh, he's good. I know I know SciFace. Yep. Obviously, this is a response to the discussion you guys have been having for the last couple of days on the show. What you need to ask Ian is, if, in a free market world, more people died from disease, food poisoning... uh, products that were more dangerous, the rate of violent crimes increased uh, astronomically, and more people were poor and homeless, and all sorts of other bad things. Some of the things, uh, you know, like environmental damage, you know, all kinds of things that one can come up with. But no one was having force used against them, apart from the victims of one-time crimes, such as rape, murder, theft, that, etc. Would you still support the free market? Of course I would, because people would be free to contract into all kinds of control schemes if they felt that was necessary. Okay. What if uh, more people, not just more people, but significantly more people, like a hundred times more people <laughs> were dying to de- you know, than today? It's a lot of damn people that right. would be dead. A hundred I mean, times The Earth would be extinct. The government... People. No, no, Governments no, no, have no, killed no, no, millions no, no. of human people beings, in the last hundred years. Human beings only need to make it to about 15 to keep um, to be able to keep the population rolling okay. along. So the, the fact that we're living to 80, 90, 100 years, that's yeah. just all the extra stuff. Okay. We only made, need to make it to 25 in order to uh, pop out enough babies so that the next generation could go. So let's say 100 times more people were dying from disease, food poisoning, products that were more dangerous, the rate of violent crimes increased astronomically more people were poor and homeless and all sorts of other bad things happened in a free market society where no one was being forced to do anything other than the violent crimes themselves would you still support 
the free market over a limited republic where none of that happened and you would see far less force being used by the government as today. Well, first of all, you're, as far as I'm concerned, your scenario is nigh impossible. And I don't believe that could be the case, um, in which case, if that were the case... I think that it, I, first of all, I don't think it could ever get to that point because in the marketplace, people would be demanding protection. They, people would be demanding safety and the marketplace responds to consumer demand. So what you're talking about is a free marketplace that doesn't operate as the free marketplace does. You're talking about a marketplace where people aren't getting what they want. And that's not a free marketplace. That sounds more like a controlled marketplace to me. It sounds more like North Korea. Wayne, did to you, me. did you hear a yes or a no in any of that? No, I didn't. No. No. Not really. What's the answer? The, yes what was the question again? Or no. In a completely free world. Would I be in favor some... of the free market? Of course I'm in favor of the free market. I'm in favor of voluntary interaction. Okay, great. I'm in favor Let me go of... on with email. All right. Um, I'm not in favor the of point aggression. Being, does Ian want a free market because everyone would be safer, more prosperous, etc., for practical reasons? Or does he want a free market because it's the most moral system, i.e., no one being forced to, uh, you know, forced govern, forcefully governed? Both. I would agree. No, you don't. No, you don't. You do not want it for the most practical reasons. What do you mean? You're willing to kill the human population for freedom. Don't be absurd, Mark. I am not. I read. I gave you two that, scenarios. That scenario is ludicrous, as it was before when you were presenting it. It's ludicrous. That's not how the marketplace works. The marketplace works by consumers getting what it is they demand. I by people in search of profit fulfilling those people's demands. That's what all the evidence points to, Mark. It's not a suspect. That's what is. Have That's you what the ever truth been is. mistaken in your entire of life? Of course. What if you're mistaken what now? What if the free market didn't result in people getting what they wanted, Mark? Are you suggesting the reason why people get what they want is because there's a monopoly organization out there calling themselves the government that are threatening every single person in America and around the world? Talk about absurd. Um, you guys really have to reach on this, don't you? It's, it's not, pathetic. I, it's a question. And... You know, the the question, as you answered it, you do not care about the practicality of the free market. Sure I do. No, it you makes don't. sense. It works. The right. marketplace I works. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. But you didn't answer the question that way. You answered the question as... A, a You're trying to get me to say I don't support the free market, and I do support the free market no, in every I'm single not. instance, every time. Jack Ball, I support the free market. <laughs> I told you I believe the free market can handle most situations. However... I believe it can handle every situation. it was far more harmful than... But it's not. You're talking about fantasy, Mark. See, what I get here from this is that agree, um, Ian does not agree with the assumptions he is making about the free market uh, versus a, rep a limited republic. Do you think people will get food poisoning in the free market? Uh, probably not, no. You don't think well, anybody sure would get food, get food poisoning? Well, yeah. Somebody will miss cook, you know, they'll, they'll uh, cook something up wrong in their kitchen and they'll, you know, they'll get food poisoning. Do you that think way. that yep. communicable diseases would pass more easily across borders? Um, in, or, you know, I what, can't predict... What, what would happen what there because, as because we don't have a free market in medicine, so I can't say how fast the market would respond to a situation I'm like that. I'm not asking you whether you but can, can treat tell it or you, not. I'm asking you whether, can, whether you think it would pass more what's quickly a border? across border. I mean, there's a border here between my property and the next property. I don't even know what you mean by that. Borders you, are kind of a re, you know relegation to the past with a government I system. I think it's pretty clear. Let's talk about national borders. Well, we have big, there wouldn't be a national border. Well, right yeah, now there's we, no nation. Right now we have big government, and, and uh, our government's not uh, keeping diseases out how could they do that when people pour over the borders um i, I the, the the fact is we're keeping some people out 
And I, you know, as all this really seems to be is to just scaremonger people into believing that there could be even a situation like you're proposing. And the only one who's scaring anybody is you. What are you talking about? You're saying to people, I don't care about any of the practical applications. I don't care if your family lives or dies. That's not what I'm saying at all. You're putting words into my mouth. You're saying no. You're putting words in my mouth. I'm telling you, your system doing away with the government. No, I'm telling you that the position you're taking here just to try to make a a point. I'm asking you a damn question. And the only calm down, druggy. No, no, calm down, dopey. (laughs) You you can't simply cannot take responsibility for your answers to the question. What are you talking about? I'm totally taking responsibility. If a free market repeating it, I've heard resulted it in more people dying now. from disease, food poisoning, products that are more dangerous, but the rate of violent crimes. that is not possible as far as I'm concerned. Ah, that is not that's possible. That's the caveat I do to not the believe that could be the case based right. on all of the available that. evidence, Mark. But you don't have to believe it's the case. The question is, if it was, if you had wings, none of us have wings, nobody that you know of can sprout wings. So if why are we, we even talking wings, about it? If you agree with me that that's not possible, what's the point of talking about it? I've only it? said it's not likely. I don't know. I agree. It's not likely. It's, it's, okay. it's highly not. No, no, no. Very unlikely. If it, if, so therefore, if it, was, if it did happen, would you still support the free market? If hundreds I cannot of more support people aggression, Mark. Cannot support aggression. Okay. So. Because I don't believe in harming my neighbors. You do, apparently. I, I, I look, man, I'm only trying to keep people safe. No, you're not. You're trying to harm people. You know, if a free market resulted in more, you know, thousands and thousands of people all over America dying from food poisoning products that were more dangerous, the rate of violent crime skyrockets. It, but There's none of that, of, as far as I'm concerned, based on the evidence, that's not possible. Same here. Based but on if it, the evidence. If it was the case, I would not support it. You would support force. You would support aggression against your neighbors. I would support In the people, name of keeping them safe. I would you would support putting them in padded rooms in the name of keeping them safe. Because that's, that's the inevitable result of the idea of aggressing against one's neighbors in order to keep them safe. There's one step, and then there's the next step, and then you're in the padded room. And I, then you can't do anything. Then well, you have no There's freedom. a lot of steps between there and the padded I room. I understand I that. do understand that you can get there, um, get there from here. But... Yeah, as soon like, as you compromise principle, you, you're on the road to the padded room, Mark. Sorry, you're on the road to, to gulags and death camps. Yeah, I, I, you know, would support small nation states. All of the bad things you're talking about—the dangerous, uh, you, you know, food situations, the crime, the uh, the unhealthy people—all of those things have been hallmarks of big government situations, tyrannical despots, and government. Those are all hallmarks of government rule, not hallmarks of the marketplace. So to even suggest Rape that the murder free marketplace are hallmarks of government rule, uh, they're institutionalized in, have, in government. Have, have you sure. gone to prisons and seen rapists and murders? What are you talking about? Rape, I, rapists and murderers are in prison. The fact is, rape that. and murder has existed right, as long as there murder is institutionalized with the government. Murder becomes a legitimate People get away deal. with it. I'm, I'm with yeah. you on that. Yeah, and they get away with rape, too. I'm just glad that you're... Uh, finally, I know where you're at. You're willing to kill people for freedom. I'm not killing anybody. I am a non-aggressive... let them die. I'm not in favor of aggression, and you are. You've made it quite clear at this point. More coming up. You take control. It's Free Talk Live. Sicko. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there are free, so enjoy those on us. 
And those features include the Shrine of Female listeners. Dozens of ladies have taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Just go to shrine.freetalklive.com. See what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. As we go to your calls here, we continue. Dale is on the line on the amp line. Dale in New Hampshire. Hello. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's on your mind tonight? Well, I was listening to the debate going forth, and uh, I, what it made me think of is when you're using aggression to solve problems, it's, the, the example I use sometimes is imagine there's this lady, and she's an elderly woman, and she's probably going to die before terribly long because she's old, and she has some kind of mutation uh, in her pancreas or something that will cure about a 1,000 people of, of, a, of cancer who are going to die shortly. Mm-hmm. And the question is, would you kill that woman to save a thousand other people? Like murder the woman to take her pancreas in order to save those thousand people? And that's just something that, and I mean, I can't even explain why that's so completely unacceptable. I'm guessing Mark would is, say yes. You know? I'm, I'm guessing Mark would kill the old woman. Um, no, I that, reduces, that causes less harm overall, right? What's that? Reduces the total harm because you saved a thousand people by murdering that woman. I understand what you're saying on that. In that particular instance, I wouldn't support taking someone's life in order to get their a very valuable pancreas. Um, it would seem to me that you could uh, synthesize whatever was go- whatever mutation was going on in her pancreas at some point, either before but, or after death. But wait, you would support enslaving millions of people? Thousand people are on the verge of death. It's the only way you're going to save them. Um, the the fact is that everybody currently in the world is under a government, right? Probably. So yeah. they're enslaved, maybe enslaved by your definition, Somalia's right? Possible. Believe me, those warlords are enslaving people. They've, they've got governments. They just don't have very good ones in Somalia. Um, so th- those people, by your definition, the definition that you're using currently, supporting all these people to be enslaved, those people are enslaved, right? Is that yeah. correct? What's that? Are you talking to me? Are they enslaved or not? What, the people yeah. around the world that yes. are sub- subject Everyone. to governments? Everyone's enslaved. Yes, that's correct. Okay. So I'm proposing to change the status quo by increasing the level of freedom that those people have astronomically. Uh, you know, that would be a small, um, you know, small government versus... You know what you're, uh, you know what you're proposing, which I'm. And, and by the way, I'm not proposing anything. I proposed a question to Ian, which was, if versus a small limited republic and a, a free market situation, if in the free market situation it caused a great deal of harm to people, would you still support the free, um, the free? Uh, but the another free way to reverse that question back around on well, you, Mark, is it wouldn't be me doing the harm. You know, it'd be one thing if. Uh, I'm not going to go murder the woman to help people. If someone else is harming people, then I'll oppose them. But it wouldn't be me doing the harm because I wouldn't be supporting the aggression myself. Right. But I would not be if you support. I'm asking. But no, I wouldn't support it. So you do you currently support a free market system? Yes. Then if you and and then in that scenario, if the free if the free market but system, if, which I don't if believe, people are harmed inadvertently because of their choices, not my fault. And I won't feel guilty for it versus if I put a bullet in someone's head in order to reduce the overall harm. So would you sell a gun to a guy? I'm not gonna, I'm not would you sell a gun to a guy who would you sell would you would you sell a gun to a guy who says I'm going to go and shoot my wife? No. 
would not. And you haven't have directly to. put the gun in your um, in in his hand. You haven't you know haven't shot anyone. I, I would reduce the harm by my own personal choice. I don't have to sell right. So I'm market. asking you by your own personal choice. If you had the, the these two choices, not new ones. That's the free market, Mark. If I choose not to give him a gun because I don't think he's going to be responsible with it, that's free market. Correct. But he's not going to tell me that he's going to go shoot his wife. Right? Likely he will not, <laughs> and likely a free market scenario will won't result in the things that I'm talking about. It's an right. it's a hypothetical situation that the ideologues simply cannot deal with. That's all. Because it's unreal. Well, it's not real. It's not based in reality. Are you it's saying, based in pure it's fantasy. Perfect. Sorry, Dale, it go ahead. It doesn't matter. I'm never going to choose aggression to solve problems. I'll act defensively against aggression or violence. And I'll oppose someone as being violent, but I will not aggress against an innocent person in order to supposedly reduce the overall harm. Yep, if you I'm were going to go into a restaurant that uh, someone died of food poisoning, and I might try to persuade you not to, but ultimately it is your decision. Yep. And yes, there'd be more harm if you do stupid things in a free market, but but that's the price we have to pay. You know, that's the price we have to pay. I can't. Reason stops when you start using violence to solve problems. I was going to say if that. I want to if I want to get you to behave better, I can. I have to try to persuade you because you know I can't assume that my judgment is better than yours. You're we're both to... we're both human beings. I'm not a god. I'm a normal person. I don't have any, any business saying that being so sure that I'm right that I'm going to use violence to impose my will on you. Absolutely. Yeah, going back to your example about the uh, taking by force the old woman's kidney, to me, if you don't honor that woman's property rights, even if a thousand people are going to die and she chooses not to sell, that leads uh, later on, uh, if you'd set that precedent where you, you think it's okay to take that, that leads to the death of a lot more than a thousand people in the long run. So uh, you, that's where principle comes in, 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 um, into play here, because when you stick with principle uh, throughout and you don't compromise on principle, then in the long run, everything is much better, even though in the short run, it, may, it might seem detrimental. That's my we, opinion. We do not anyway. live in a civilized society right now. We're using aggression all over the place. This, that, nothing about that. Uh, well, you mean they are. They're using aggression because you, know. you and I don't use aggression, Dale. They are the ones using aggression. Right, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say we. I'm saying the society we live in uses aggression uh, as a... You don't think that at some point in the, in the past, when um, in in areas that were unruled, that there were uh, situations of uh, you know highwaymen and robbers taking things from travelers? Yeah, but it's the government right now. What's that? I mean, crime is going to happen no matter what. Right now, we have a a monopoly on crime that is an expert, and they're experts at it. I'm not supporting what we have right now. But, whoa, 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 Dale, Dale, Dale. Yeah, you're now calling you... for a reduction in it. That's all. You're I... calling for a, yeah. a, a reduction I in the crime. I think we oppose crime all the time, whether or not it labels itself as government or not. We also have people who are trying to outlaw uh, the use of self-defense. You know, you have, you have a lot of forces out there who want to outlaw um, individual ownership of guns. Which is, right. We're locking up more people in this than any any government ever has throughout history, and we're and we're claiming we lived in a we live in a civilized society. It's absurd. Yeah, the and numbers we're taxing people more than any monarchy ever taxed. People. The numbers of people that are being locked up in America continue to rise. And Dale, thanks for the call. I agree 100 sure. percent with your points there. 800-259-9231. You will never scare me or Dale or anybody else that lives their life based on the non-aggression principle in favor of the marketplace, in favor of voluntary interaction. You'll never scare us back into supporting the government by saying, "Oh no, there's there could be some." 
bad things that happen. We need to aggress against our neighbors to supposedly prevent bad things from happening. But wait, Mm. we're aggressing against our neighbors, thereby institutionalizing evil and institutionalizing bad things. I'm not saying what I'm I'm not I'm I'm not saying that they could happen. I'm saying what if they did? What if it it was a guarantee? What if a what if you're living in a fantasy land, Mark? What if it happened once, Mark? What'll happen is theoretically, and I believe this is the marketplace will react to it. Then you'll have people come out and say, you know, hey, listen, we need to get together and form protection services for our friends and neighbors. And and some like things like this always happen because we're human and there are imperfect humans on this earth who want to aggress against others. That's why but, I said it would never get to the point he was describing because as soon as the problems came about, the marketplace people in search of a profit would go about solving those problems in hopes of making a, a buku bucks off of solving those problems. I think problems. it's likely. They might even That's do how it. things work, They might Mark. not even do it for free. More coming up. You can take control. Bring up anything. The SACL CAI toll-free line is 800-259-9231. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. All terms used to describe Dan Carlin earlier in his career. The Angry Young Wolf. You deny others their freedom and they're going to deny you yours. Mussolini on the veranda. I'm a longtime proponent, ladies and gentlemen, that fighting war should be a pain in the ass. A big windbag who just likes to hear himself talk. Let's hook that area on American culture and give those fanatics something to really deal with. You think you're tough? Take on Britney Spears. You think you're tough? Take on MTV. It's Common Sense with Dan Carlin. Get the MP3 or podcast at iTunes or go to dancarlin.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. If you're thinking about, excuse me, if you're thinking about starting a business, here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that can wipe you out. LegalZoom is fast and easy, and really rather inexpensive, too. They do all sorts of legal documents, patents, wills, trademarks, anything you could need in sort of the average course of life. Use code FTL, save 10 bucks off your order. It's LegalZoom.com. 800-259-9231 as we continue with your phone calls about what you want. It's Craig in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Craig. Um, Hi. Um, I want to support Mark on this issue and uh, give my comment here. Um, The non-aggression principle is a principle. It's not an axiom. It's a rule that we need in order to live our lives with each other and maximize our freedom. But let's try to reverse or change Dale's question a little bit. The question I think is important is, if somebody in your family or your friend's list was going to be seriously hurt unless you hurt an innocent person, would you do it? And I think the answer is yes, because our rights are derived from our needs, which are derived from freedom. I mean, which, excuse me, which are derived from our nature, and I think that's, that's the key here. Okay, so you're suggesting that, uh, that most people would go ahead and hurt an innocent person in order to allegedly save someone that they love? In that emergency critical situation, I think that's the right thing to do um, if, if you want, you know, to maximize... I don't agree. Your, how, could, how could it ever be the right thing to do to aggress against an innocent person? 
let's say some let's say a killer came in the house and threatened to kill your wife or your you know your girlfriend or whatever unless you did something wrong that's you not would a, go and rob the bank but you he would, would be the one he, he would be the one aggressing and it would not be me that would be a, I would not aggress in return uh, for that i mean what i see where you're coming you to, what if he forced you to rob a bank or forced you to right. do what something if, harmful? So what if the uh, the scenario here is, is uh, what if somebody kidnapped your wife and said, if you don't steal a million dollars from the place that you work mm-hmm. and then bring it to me in order to get your wife out of, uh, you know, hock, then I'm going to kill her. I think that's you're be a tough situation. Yeah, there's no doubt that would be a tough situation. Let me let me advance this to uh, for you guys. I think the American system of government that we put together 200 years ago was a step above the kings and the dictators and the thugs that we had ruling us before. I don't think it's obvious that if you get rid of the democratic government that governs us, that we wouldn't find someone who has the most power trying to take advantage of that. I think that's speculation, and I think that's what we somehow need to ensure that we protect against. That would be a worse situation than we have now. The government right now is bad. It aggresses against us. I grant you all of these things. But what it, what it effectively does, though, is it allows us to live our lives. And uh, no, I, I'm not doesn't. sure that would happen otherwise. No, it doesn't allow us to live our lives. I'm not sure what you mean by that. Well, in, in my personal life, I'm 48 years old. I've never seen the government threaten me other than the government's money never, from taxes. Yeah, the, the government's never thing. told you, uh, you know, didn't like the way your house looked or that you were doing something uh, without their permission. You've never gotten a, a ticket. You've never been touched at all or in any way. Well, I mean, I've gotten, I've gotten encountered. tickets, but effectively, though, you know, when I come home, my house is still here. My yard is still peaceful, and that, to me, is protection. Right. That, to me, is something that may not occur without the government. Now, I, I think that, uh, by the way, um, if you, you're 48. If you manage to make it another 30 years or so, you're going to deal with them at some point or another. The fact that it just that, – that's the way things are going. But there well, are people out there – I'm with you on that one. I think that we need to stop this government. I think we need to take steps to – eliminate um, much of it and try to neuter it to the point where it cannot hurt us uh, as much. But I, I, I do not think that we absolutely need to get rid of it, or we should get rid of it, if it means that we might lose our freedoms or other, our property. But you are losing freedoms, and you are losing your property right now. And I, I don't doubt that. I believe we are in the verge of a police state. I, I'm with you in that. Yeah. But to, to eliminate it, though, is what I think maybe the questionable sure uh, I, I understand that you know people who are in your position and i was once in your position so i understand that you know it's a scary concept to you know let go of this uh, security blanket version of government that you've sort of created in your mind this fantastic this fantastic idea that you could somehow limit people who are in search of power uh it didn't work out when they tried it here in america it resulted in the largest government known to mankind in the history of man and so well, it's I'm, because, I'm sorry, it's the evidence is against you. To, from a geographical standpoint, um, some of the advantages of America are some of its disadvantages. From a geographic standpoint, we're not going to be invaded and overthrown. One of the reasons that uh, many many nations don't have, uh, you know, the the largest government in the world is because they don't have the resources and they don't have the um, you know the location, the, uh, the geography where they're not going to get attacked. 
you know, so partially it's these protections that have kept, uh, that have gotten the, the government that much, that, that large. We also had the goose that laid the golden eggs, and that was free market laissez-faire capitalism for some time. It, it made a, the country richer. We had natural resources. and Certainly a freer market, and as a result of the growth that uh, was spawned from that, the government was able to tax uh, less, but still get more, essentially. And grow from that. And, and yeah. Yeah, they, they spawned. But see, people became complacent. So whether you have no government or you have small Republican form of government. Either way, the seeds of your destruction are always there. And that's right, because there's always going to be could, people who want to rule the American, government other... was, the American government was the first attempt to try to spread power out amongst the people. Let's say we tried, and, and, and you're saying, I, I know that you said before that maybe um, we shouldn't try to recreate the government because the next time it's just going to be even worse or it couldn't be any better. But let's say we created a Republican form of government which required 75% majority in order to pass it doesn't that doesn't turn me on because i'm concerned with the the 25 percent that you know are not in the majority and i don't believe that majority is right i don't think that uh, 75 percent or 51 percent or 87 percent of the people deciding on something necessarily makes it correct so i I will never be satisfied with that that. from a moral point of view i absolutely agree with you uh but what i i don't agree that we can't build a better government, a government which would not aggress against us, which would defend Well, wait a minute, liberty. wait a minute. If you want something, if you want an organization that won't aggress against people, then you can't call it a government. I mean, then we're just, pl- now we're just playing semantics. Now what you're describing, if you have an organization that does not aggress, then you're talking about a private business. You're talking about a private protection agency, some sort of voluntary association of individuals, and if that's the case, then fine. If you want to voluntarily associate with others and you know enter into some sort of contract to have people provide you with protection services i think that would be great just don't force me to participate don't force That's me to, fine, to choose would, the same would, service provider that you've chosen i may want to choose right. a different one or start my own but it would have to have a, a monopoly on the use of force in order to stop others from achieving that monopoly and, and using it against us it what are you talking about volu- it would have to be like the Texas provisional government during the Revolutionary War in Texas. They took no taxes. They were simply a conglomeration of people from all the different cities, yet they went up against Santa Ana and beat him. It would have to be a popular movement, a popular institution. which would I don't, ultimately I'm, I'm opposed coerc- to, uh, to monopolies, sir. I mean, what you're talking about is a coercive monopoly again, and at least as I understand what you're saying, and I couldn't, I couldn't possibly support that. I want to have competing protection agencies. I want to have competition where customers can go back and forth based on how well they're treated and what kind of service level they're getting. And you're talking about giving them a one-size-fits-all government solution, and I'm not satisfied with that. Understood. And I, I think that's where you're wrong. I think you would find a monopoly developing amongst the local organizations which we're defending. You can't, you can't have a monopoly develop in the free market unless, unless they provide the best possible service at the lowest possible price and no one else chooses to compete. As long as there's the freedom to compete, then I have no objection. But if, if you are talking about a true monopoly where everyone else is prevented by threat of force from competing, then I will oppose you every step of the way, sir. Fair enough. Have a good day. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. You won't won't oppose somebody who uh, wants to see smaller government. I will oppose people who support monopolies. I will will support... I will... I will support market-based solutions that are voluntarily based, and I will oppose aggressive-based solutions that are coercively based. Understood, but um, somebody who wants a much smaller government, 
is on the same path as you are. Only until the point where we reach their little smaller government, and then I would be in opposition to them at that point. Yeah, but at that point, you'd just be the one loon. No, there'd be more than just me at that point. There's already more than just me, nah, and our ranks are growing. Our ranks are growing every single day because the voluntarist viewpoint makes sense, and it is the most moral. More coming up. Free talk. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Want to help support the program? Then become an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board with AMP. Advertise, market, and promote is what it stands for. And the idea is you send in 3 bucks a month via any major credit card, PayPal, or some alternative options, And we take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations across the country, as well as inter- uh, introducing new Internet listeners to Free Talk Live, thereby spreading the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. And you get perks like ac- uh, access to the Ampleney call-in lines chat room forum, as well as some other perks that come out from time to time, like we were talking earlier. Uh, Whitney, one of our amplifiers and lady listeners, took off her top at the uh, recent Porcupine Freedom Festival, and our man Sam from the... Uh, the Obscure Truth Network got video footage of it, and that's going to be available uh, very soon to amplifiers as an amp-only exclusive. Uh, that and a number of other things are available only to amplifiers, so get them all by becoming an amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. We go to your calls. Thomas in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Thomas. Hello. Hey, Thomas. Hello, what's yeah. Um, I was wondering, what do you think about uh, the fact that the U.S. government owes... Japan, $600 billion. China, about $200 billion. And they owe Brazil about $20 billion. And they're flat broke, yet they keep printing money. Mm. And why can't, why can't regular citizens counterfeit money if they're counterfeiting money? Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's a great question. I, there's no okay. answer to it. That's just what governments do. You know? Really? They're, I'm surprised, they're they're, I'm now, surprised another Japan... Another thing is... I'm surprised well, we owe uh, so much to Japan and uh, so little to China. Well, I don't know anything. I don't owe them anything. That's the government yeah. people that owe them. Not yeah, me. and they, uh, it's been estimated that if each person in America were to pay, each person right now to pay the deficit, which is like $10 trillion or something like, like around there, it's going to be at the end of the administration, each person will have to pay about $30,000. Well, the good news is we don't have to pay that uh, that because it's not our debt. It's the government people's well, it's debt. Going to, it's going to be future generations' debt. Well, only if the government likely sticks the, around. Likely the government will collapse by then. Yeah. You know, the, the fact is every government collapses. That's, it's only, that statement is only true if the government sticks around and if people continue to obey and to pay it. Yeah, and also I want to uh, point out the fact that around the world, uh, you know, I've been to France several times, mm-hmm. uh, and around the world, you ask people about America, and they they kind of have a negative opinion, like, well, uh, you know, we think this of you guys, or we really don't like Americans. And Americans have this idea, I guess they've never been out of the U.S., that, well, they hate us because we're prosperous. They hate us because this and that. Nope, that's not it. They don't hate anybody because they're prosperous. I mean, look at $10 trillion in debt. I mean, if that's prosperous, if the, if the U.S. Right. was a company, they would have been bankrupt a long time ago. Sure. Do they hate and Hong the, Kong? Because Hong Kong's awfully prosperous. No, people don't hate well, Hong Kong. They hate the well, American government and its policies. That's another thing. They hate, they hate Americans because they're greedy and they're spoiled. 
off of these credit cards that they're always getting. Well, and I don't I, know. I've if never that's seen the case. anybody paying cash anymore. It's ridiculous. Well, I don't think that uh, I don't. I don't think that the, anybody in any country really cares about Americans using uh, credit rather no, than cash. So. What they care about is their government being invasive, uh, protecting American companies' interests all over the globe, and Americans, basically Americans themselves, are not rising up and fighting against the government. Right. What they that's s- what they see in yeah. the same way that I think they see Hiroshima, and Nagasaki, and Iraq, and Vietnam, and all these other actions where American government people go around the world and kill kill folks. When and I, they're when, not doing that in their country. When so I look let, at Cubans, you hold on, before you go on, okay. when I, you when, before you go on, um, when I look at Cubans, uh, I think, uh, you know, I think, what a bunch of downtrodden idiots. I mean, that, that guy's been in power <laughs> over there for 40 freaking years. And uh, I remember there was a news article that came out of Cuba that said if you need more calcium in your diet, eat eggshells. It shows you what a crap hole of a country this is. And, they and know that's how that, people feel about they us. They know that we were, they were wealthy at one point. Cuba was doing very well under, you know, um, just at least some people well, in Cuba were doing well under Batista. But is all they have to do is rise up and fight this guy, and they won't. And that's what other people think about America. And another thing, let me ask you this. Do you feel that what happened is uh, it's the government should fear its people, rather the people right now in this era fear the government oh, so yeah. bad that they will bow down to any government official or any government agency. Yeah, it's pathetic. That's tyranny. It's the definition of tyranny. What's the difference between uh, our our government and... uh uh, Nazi Germany, I mean, really, besides, besides gassing uh, the Jews. Killing, yeah, they, killing millions of Jews. Right, they haven't gotten to the gassing part yet, and, and as you said, Mark, they will. probably won't because it would be bad PR, and they don't want to ruin their aura of legitimacy in doing something like that. Would Though it should be pointed out that the German people didn't know the gassing was going on at the right, time and it was they're going rounding, on. And they're, but they are rounding up illegal immigrants. They, they are. certainly went around after Children. 9-11. Don't and forget they, the kids from FLDS. They rounded them up, yeah, too. The, well, they're, you know, they're going after uh, liberal religious groups that don't have a lot of power but mm-hmm. but uh, look a little culty and okay. uh, and as far as you saying they're rounding up illegal immigrants uh, how come let me ask you this they're saying they're round you're saying they're rounding up illegal immigrants but you know they get people on TV all the time and most people get their information from Fox I'd have to say you guys are real informative and most people get their information from Fox or C-SPAN or any of those other government controlled uh, media and what happens is they get illegal immigrants on TV saying well you wouldn't separate us and our kids, will you? Well, what uh, by deporting us and we have to live in fear because being separated from our kids, I feel that they should have thought about that before they came here illegally. Obviously, they well, didn't hold on a second. Hold on a second. What do does that? it mean to be an illegal person? You said they came here illegally. What does that mean? It means that they're not documented and they don't pay cool. taxes. A lot of them don't. I oh, mean, are, you jealous? Some people, are you jealous? Are you jealous? Before not, you go on, stop, stop baiting the guy. For God's sake, let's not, talk not, to him I don't intelligently. Have Legal immigrants, but of course, right? Sure, you love obedience, right? Is that the line? idea? You, you you said yourself that the government that it's um, that is largely illegitimate. Why in the world is um, our our? Okay, let me ask you this: What if I transport illegal immigrants? The government's letting them over here anyway. What if I transport them? I'm going to get federal prison. You're absolutely right. You are because the government is a bunch of despotic people that want to um, put as many people in in prison as possible so they can pl- employ more bureaucrats to watch them. He interrupted How your question. How long do you think Mark? it's going to take for the dollar just to collapse to full? I don't full? know. Let's go back to I the I don't think that thing. the immigrants are going to have anything to do with the dollar collapsing. As a matter of fact, I'm I think the immigrants before that. you go on, I think that the immigrants are probably the only thing propping up our economy at this point. You know as well as I do that we're in a very small growth phase and there's 20 million illegal immigrants here. They're buying 
food. They're buying places to live. In some cases, they're buying cars. That's growth. I think you have, I think you have the economy the way it is today to thank the illegal immigrants to thank for that. People are scared to say recession. It's a recession. Why, it is not, why is we're not quite yet in a recession. I've, I've looked at it. I want to be able to say recession. I want to. It, we're, we're not there yet. I'm it, saying it. How many quarters has it been of, of downturn? Well, that's, that's the problem is that uh, you, if you believe the government's numbers, then we're not in a recession yet. But if you actually look at the real numbers... I believe we're in a recession. I understand where you're coming from, but like, how can you get these numbers and trust them? That's the problem. Well, they've been. Con- well, <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. You can't even trust any any uh, government now. The best thing for America open the borders and let there. the illegal immigrants come. The best thing for America we could do right now. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Of course, obviously, obviously uh, abolishing the federal government would be also a, a really good thing. The minimum like, wage. Ron Paul. People people didn't vote for Ron Paul, and they're going to be crying for him. Three or four years from no, they now, they're never going to know. know who he is. They're never going to know they, any more than they're crying for Barry Goldwater. They were, they were crying for uh, Al Gore not too long ago. Right. The fact is, people just want <laughs> crap for free. So let's go back real quick to the uh, the immigrant thing. It, it sounded to me earlier that you were relatively against government intervention, but yet it also sounded like you were in favor of government intervention when it comes to people crossing imaginary lines in the sand. What what? I, where are you coming from on that, Thomas? Because I'm not okay, sure I understand. Where I'm coming from on the immigrant part is, first of all, it's not about, I don't, I don't care. Let's say if they come over here, okay? Okay. And, and they're working and all this other stuff. That's fine and dandy, but the right. thing is, you know, my thing isn't, isn't that, but treat everybody fairly. Don't treat people one way and then treat someone else an, another way. I mean, if you're going to treat everybody like crap, treat everybody like crap. Don't just treat a few people like uh, like gold. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know what I, you're getting. Are I'm, you suggesting that welfare is the problem? Because if that's the case, then I would agree the welfare program should be abolished. That way, well, everybody. I think these, these uh, entitlement programs altogether. Uh, that's what it, generally you know, a welfare program. There's not going to be any social security probably for for these older uh, generations here sure. in about 40 years. If, Things continue going the way they are. Probably less. I, mean, I don't expect to get Social Security. I don't pay in. I don't want to get Social Security. So it's not something that, that's even really on my Maybe plate. everybody should do that. Everybody would be better off if they just yeah, did that. Yeah, huh? they sure would. They'd get an immediate pay raise of about 15% if, uh, if the companies they work for didn't pay it's Social Security. It's almost impossible for a person who works for a company unless you've got a really cool boss. Yeah, you'd have to have business. a cool boss. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But that's not to say that Thomas's idea is a bad idea. It's a great idea. I don't idea. pay Social Security either. Yeah, stop paying Social Security. So, so Thomas, let me see if I've got this clear. If there was no government welfare or wealth redistribution programs, then you'd have no objection to people coming and going as they pleased, right? No, I really wouldn't. All right, I mean, good deal. I appreciate that. Thank you for the call tonight. Certainly appreciate okay. hearing from you, sir. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Coming up here in hour number two, what happens when no one turns out to vote? Well, it's happened again. It has happened a few times in the past, and it's happened again. We'll explain to you what the situation was in North Dakota, where the voter turnout was zero. Coming up in Hour 3, you can also bring up whatever you want. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. Provider and licensing details are available. If this is your paycheck and this is your debt, what are your options? File bankruptcy and tread water the next seven years? Or make a call for Care One Credit Counseling Services and start getting out of debt today. A Care One Credit Counseling Agency can help you get immediate relief from stress caused by debt. And you'll have one lower monthly payment instead of the pile you have right now. 
Call a Care One agent today and you can start saving hundreds of dollars in fees and interest payments. Care One agencies have helped over 4 million people get out of debt and they can help you too. Call 800-952-9224. 800-952-9224. And find out how you can lower your monthly payments up to 57%. One 15-minute phone call can change your life. Call 800-952-9224. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three of the program. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI. Toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. So enjoy those on us. Again, Free Talk Live. Dot com. So to start things out here this hour, your calls, of course, are primary if you make them. But let's talk briefly here about government satisfaction. Wayne, you've got a story we'll get to in a moment here about parents and government schools. Uh, but first, according to the Associated Press, Bismarck, North Dakota, or I guess near Bismarck, Pillsbury is the town we're talking about. Pillsbury Mayor, uh, Mayor Daryl Brudvold said voter turnout in the city's primary election is usually fairly high. He says, I dare say a half a dozen people usually make it to the polls, he said. I dare say a half a dozen people? That represents about a quarter of the residents in the Barnes County farming community in southeastern North Dakota. But on June 10th, Barnes no one... County contains 24 people? Uh, well, apparently, uh, Pillsbury, oh, which Pillsbury. is part of oh, Barnes it's, it's County. The ca- okay, okay. Anyway, uh, according to the story, on June 10th, no one showed up in Pillsbury, not even those who are on the ballot. Mayor Brudvold ran unopposed for re-election. His wife, Ruth, and Dan Linseth faced no challengers for their alderman seats. According, Does that mean they get it? Apparently. Uh, according but, but they didn't get any votes. That's right. According to Brutvold, everybody's got a job and they're busy. It just worked out that nobody seemed to go down there to the polls. Only wow. about 11 people live in Pillsbury proper, and the remainder of the residents live on farms outside the city. There is no precinct in town, so residents must drive about 12 miles to neighboring Sibley to cast their votes. Brutvold's wife, Ruth, uh, runs the beauty shop and is the town's postmaster. She said she was too busy with work to make it to the polls. Brutvold said he intended to, uh, intended to vote, but that he had crops to tend. He had said that he assumed at least one person would show up to vote, but since no one did, Brudvold said he'll ask state election officials what to do next. Brudvold, who's been mayor for a dozen years and was an alderman before that, said he doesn't think the current five-member body will change. Barnes County Auditor Ed McGough said those in office can stay there and appoint people, including themselves, to the jobs until the next election. He says, I presume things will stay the same, said the mayor. We're just a little village, and when you're elected to one of those jobs, well, once you get it, you got it. The council meets about five times a year. Members are paid $48 annually, and a good portion of that goes for donuts at the meetings or gas to get there, he said. He also said he's no need for a gavel because attendance at the meetings is lackluster at best. So there you go, more evidence that even if no one shows up to vote, the government bureaucrats will not just throw up their hands and say, oh, it's a sign that the citizens are upset with us. It's a sign that the citizens have had enough of this system of governance. They've decided to not turn out to vote, therefore they are not consenting, so we'll just go home. Sorry, it doesn't work out that way. In none of the stories we've covered on this program of people showing up, or rather not showing up to vote, have the government people ever decided to just throw in the towel. 
Now, I appreciate those who don't vote. I understand where they're coming from. Like, I don't think that we can solve this government problem with voting, and I don't think that non-voting is going to solve the government program. I think that what will solve, solve the situation is non-cooperation. I think that is the biggest factor. Certainly, some would argue that the New Hampshire politicos are having some success, and I would consent, I would agree, that, uh, that they are indeed having some success. But it is a slow, arduous, expensive, time-consuming process. Whereas mass non-cooperation doesn't cost any time necessarily, except for those who initially lead the charge and possibly would uh, would suffer some consequences for doing so. But generally, I think that would be a much faster route to the, the freedom that we are searching for. But clearly, when you don't go and vote, it doesn't send a message. Some have argued in the past that by going to vote, you are necessarily consenting to be ruled. And I don't agree with that. I don't see that anywhere. I don't... Uh, I did not sign any sort of statement that said that or, or anything made that very explicit. And it's quite clear that by the behavior of the government bureaucrats that they would deign to rule you anyway whether or not you showed up to the, to the polls because they keep on going. Even if their own bureaucrat buddies don't show up and vote, which is usually what happens, usually, especially in primary elections, it's usually the most politically active people, usually the bureaucrats themselves that are turning out to vote. But in this case, nobody showed up to vote, but yet each individual gets to continue on into office until the next election. See, so, uh, you know, just the idea of not voting, foolish. 800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's not to say that voting... If there was an anarchist in the town of Pillsbury, you know, somebody who believed like you uh, or, um, you know, believed in no government at all, they could have voted for themselves as a write-in on every one of those um, (laughs) ballots, and then they would have not shown up for the job, and everybody would have had to have figured out free market solutions to all the things that were done there. That's an interesting point. And so, therefore, this nonsense about not voting is just a bunch of tripe. Yes. We'll take, we'll take all that and consider this. There was a story on Fox News, actually, online, that uh, thousands of, of dead people are still appearing on the ballots, and they're, being, and they're voting. Wow. So someone's doing the voting for them. Yes, somebody's doing the voting for them. So that, in other words, these dead people remain on the ballots for years, sometimes seven elections. Which is why I say that voting yeah. can't solve the problem either. Because the voting system itself is, in many cases, it's rigged. There's been a lot of evidence to show that. There's all kinds of questionable, scummy things that are going on out there. And that's another example of one of the many just awful things that uh, that they do in the voting system. So this is proof that non-voting does not solve the problem. But there's also plenty of evidence out there that shows that voting is nothing more than a symbolic gesture at, at most. Which is why I don't think that I would feel bad now that I've, I've seen more of these stories like this. I wouldn't feel bad about running on the ballot as Ian Nobody Bernard. That way people could vote for nobody, essentially, and I could campaign on the uh, idea that I'm not going to go to the meetings and I'm not going to you know, go to Concord or I'm not going to participate. So a vote for me is effectively a none-of-the-above vote or a vote for me is a, is a nobody vote. At least then you can register some sort of level of discontent with the system. At least then it's not just, oh, well, that, that way they couldn't just say, well, everybody forgot to show up today. Then you could see that people were actually registering discontent and saying, this sucks. The choices are awful. I'm voting for nobody. I don't know. It's just an idea. I've always loved the idea of a none of the above vote because then they'd have to, cre- uh, they'd have to uh, hold the election all over again and have new people. Well, in the case Essentially, of, that's what they got here in North Dakota, though, the none of the above. Yeah, but it's not, it wasn't as explicit. That's why they can just say, well, people forgot. They were too busy. 
But if people go and they vote for a none of the above, then it's much more explicit. It's much more understandable what the uh, the mandate is from the voters. Not that I ever think that a none of the above would win, but if it did, it, sh- it certainly would be interesting. Oh, then what would they do? You know, I think that none of the above would win many elections across this country if you had it. Well, they did say, I, I saw a poll that said something like 80-plus percent of uh, respondents to a national poll said they weren't satisfied with any of the choices uh, at the national level, the, per- the presidential choices. I'm not. Well, when over half the people don't vote in, in the election, then that's a none of the above vote, essentially. So It's true. They should just uh, have it all over again and pick new candidates. That yeah, would but, be expensive, and that would be a disincentive to put they're not gonna do that. weak but candidates up. If one person had voted in this uh, Pillsbury election in, in North Dakota or wherever the hell it is... Mm-hmm then that person's votes would have counted for everything. Yeah. You yeah. know, they would have decided who the mayor was. They would have been able to set property taxes. They would have been able to get rid of property taxes from on the town level. They would have been able to do everything. Wow. Of course, who knows what kind of uh, political games they would try to play with you at that point or invalidate the election because only one person turned out or something like that. They could very well try that, but... Uh, Again, I don't want to make it sound like I'm advocating that voting is the way to freedom. I'm just pointing out that non-voting will not stop the bureaucrats. Yeah. Only non-cooperation will. 800-259-9231. At least that's my viewpoint. I'd love to be convinced otherwise um, of another more effective way to change things. But it seems to me non-cooperation, peaceful non-cooperation is the way to go. 800-259-9231. In related news, uh, Wayne, you've got a story about parents and their satisfaction with government schools. Yes, in, in a recent series of polls, it shows parents want educational alternatives, and it indicates that 12% of, of voters are, are satisfied with the government's schools, only 12%. This is what, nationwide? Uh, yeah, nationwide. Voters are demonstrating widespread dissatisfaction with public schools in a series of sur- surveys. The latest scientifically representative poll conducted by the Friedman Foundation for Education Choice among Idaho voters, only 12% of parents said they would choose government school for their children if other options were available. More coming up here. You can bring up what you want. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. Also on the way, apparently Oklahoma has declared sovereignty. We'll find out more about that. This is Free Talk Live. The show is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line, that's 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Features on the site are free, including live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version. Both are free for you at freetalklive.com. President Barack Obama or President John McCain. How about the North American Union? Unconstitutional gun and drug laws and national ID card? What's your trigger point? If it happens, what will you do? The Free State Project knows that one size does not fit all. Participants choose what event will trigger their move to New Hampshire to join the fight for freedom. Check it out at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. So, Wayne, you were telling us a moment ago that apparently 12%... All of 12% of parents in America are satisfied with the educational quality of the government schools. And, and one uh, uh, study cited was in Idaho, but the results are also similar in other states, including Illinois, which is a very statist-type state, Nevada, and Tennessee. Uh, the Indiana-based Friedman Foundation is using the surveys to gauge American attitudes toward school choice. Evidently, they've seen it now. 
And uh, you're seeing it now. I mean, the free market is providing things like homeschooling and homeschooling curriculums that are being sold uh, commercially to whatever parent uh, would like to choose theirs. Um, and, and there are more p- uh, charter schools popping up, but not enough. There's a lot of people who like to stand in line now mm-hmm. for charter schools as opposed to sending their kids to straight government schools in their area. So I wonder, though, if you were to ask another question, I mean, it's it's clear that Americans are dissatisfied with the quality of the government schools, but how would they feel about getting rid of them? Would they be frightened? What percentage of Americans would be frightened by the prospect of getting rid of the awful government schools? Do they feel as though, are they scared with the idea that uh, there would be no schools whatsoever and the awful government schools are better than no schools? I wonder what that that particular viewpoint would be amongst Americans. That's a very, very good question. And and that's where I think the whole uh, process right now slips up because a lot of people would be afraid. What are we, we're not going to educate our children. What are we going to do? Right, because when you talk about getting the government out of education, then some people get scared and they sound like, well, we can't do that. Only, only the rich people will have their kids educated. Right, that's right. Oh, saying. Well, the government schools are bad because we need better people running them. That's all. It's just a, it's a problem of people. We need to elect better bureaucrats and uh, give them more money. I just wonder what the uh, the viewpoint would be on that. It's just a, just a curiosity. And that's a very good question, and I agree with you on that. Because I think uh, I would like to see more people just refusing to pay the school portion of their property taxes. What would they do? Are they going to take everybody's house? And I those, mean, if you're that dissatisfied, stop paying for it. Yeah, stop sending your kids there, too. Roughly 40 to 50% of your property taxes are going to schools. At least around here. I don't know how it is in other parts of the country. That's what it's like in New Hampshire. Yeah, that's high. Absolutely, it is. Did you say 40 or 50? More like 60. 60% here in Keene. In Keene? Wow, that's even more obscene. And I I would imagine it's even higher in most places because Keene has all kinds of other services, things they call services, uh, than other places. They have a community center, and of course they have to have staff bureaucrats to be in the community center, and God knows what else. They were giving away compost bins the other day. Look, if you want to compost, go out and buy your own damn compost bin. Yeah. That's true. And, you know, for people who are just listening who haven't listened to us much, we're not anti-education. We're just anti-government education because that's there's a slippery slope there when the government decides what every child should learn. You look at the Federal Department of Education, No Child Left Behind, all of these federal mandates who are, that are very expensive, and, and they, they tie the teachers' hands and the principals' hands, and those are should be, who should be running our schools are the teachers and the principals. Not federal bureaucrats, not state bureaucrats either. Yeah, absolutely. And not only that, but uh, yeah, local bureaucrats should not be running the schools because what you end up having is some elite group of people deciding what the educational curriculum should be. I mean, today it's being decided a whole lot on the federal level and the state level less so and on the local level less so. More so in New Hampshire is, is local control, but we're but uh, trying to take that away too. Like sure, but that, that's, that's the process. Over time, it becomes more and more centralized. That's just what government does and becomes uh, more inefficient and uh, more controlled. And what you end up getting is an elite group of bureaucrats deciding what the curriculum should be for every single student in the school system. And the fact is kids are different. Uh, they learn differently from individual to individual. And the teachers, if they're being nailed down to this very rigid system of you must teach this, you must teach to this test here, and you know, you've got this period of time to teach this information, and they, they, there's a lot of real rigidity to the government school system. You can't just go in there and innovate. You can't just go in there and blaze your own trail. You, you can't. Yeah. As a government school teacher, you do not have the freedom to innov- innovate. And so that... 
the central decision-making process takes away all autonomy from each individual teacher to decide, well, Mark needs a little bit of attention over here, and he needs to be working on this, while Wayne needs this over here, and he needs this kind of treatment. They, they don't have that ability to change and, and modify based on the people that are, that are in their class. If the kid is acting out or the kid isn't learning at the same rate, well, he needs to be doped up on drugs or something like that. That's, That's right. the problem. It's the problem with the kid, not the system. And, and the other th- disturbing trend at the state and local levels is the move towards these big regional schools rather than local neighborhood schools. Because, for one... More centralization, right? It's more centralization, even at the state and local level. And you're seeing that here in Keene. You see it in many places throughout the country. You have these huge mega high schools. Kids don't, aren't getting the attention they need when you have a huge school like that. They're getting lost. You know, I, I saw a, uh, what, what they call a primer or a primer, I'm not even sure which it's one primer. it is. Primer um, from uh, sixth grade, uh, you know, from 100 years ago. And it's incredible, uh, the kind of math and, and questions they had for sixth graders at that time. Of course, a lot of people didn't make it past sixth grade, but it's essentially high school-level questions, maybe even college-level questions. Yeah, they were concentrating education uh, much quicker because many people have said that someone who graduated from high school in 1950 had a better education than most college students get today. We were were actually, uh, Sam and Julia and myself were all on a ride-along with uh, one of the keen cops recently, and we uh, it was like 1 a.m., I think it was Friday or Thursday night or something, and we were driving by one of the bars here in Keene that was getting out, because uh, the closing time is 1 a.m. here in New Hampshire for whatever reason. Free state. Yeah, well, we've got a ways to go. Anyway, so there were a bunch of drunk guys out standing by the road, and we pulled up, and the cop rolls down the, one of the windows on the SUV and starts talking to the drunk guys, just for fun. You know, I guess see what's going on, talk to the drunk guys. And we've got cameras, and the the drunks didn't take them too long to notice that we had cameras, and so they started asking about the cameras and, you know, showing off and doing stupid stuff like drunk guys do. And we at some point, they were asked if they were in college, because Keene is a college town. So if you're finding young people on the streets at 1 a.m., odds are good they go to college. And sure enough, the guy says, yeah, I'm in college, yo. He just sounded like the dumbest mofo you could possibly run into. He totally was not a, uh, a, a good spokesman for the world or the realm of academia or college. He sounded like a dimwit. And uh, the, 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 the lieutenant in that particular case was commenting later on about how it seems, it seems to him that the educational quality of even kids in college is dramatically low. That, as you said, compared to years past, they're just not where they used to be. And they get out of school and they're over $100,000 in debt on top of it all. Yeah, exactly. It's just a mess. It, a huge mess. And and uh, the vast majority of them never go into a uh, area where they got a, the, the area that in which they got right, the Right, so degree. they get the debt and then they get a useless a virtually useless degree. Whoopee. Communications. 800-259-9231 is the Sacral CAI toll free line. Maybe Oklahoma has had it. Well, they've had it with something. They've told the feds they're sovereign. We'll find out what that means here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves if you dial in toll-free. The number for you, 
9231, the SACL-CAI free line. Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, including the updates. Get signed up. We keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Talking about ret- uh, or reattaining sovereignty for ourselves, ideally that would be what I'd like to see is each individual reclaiming his or her own sovereignty and basically telling the government, F off, I don't want to be your subject anymore, because as you've pointed out in the past, Mark, uh, the people in America are more accurately described as subjects as opposed to citizens. They they like to think of themselves as citizens because that sounds real nice. Uh, but the fact is a citizen is someone that owes a duty of allegiance in return for an obligation of protection. And the government has no obligation to protect you, nor does it have an obligation to provide you any other services. So, therefore, there could possibly be no citizen. There's no way to right. have a citizen if it's, they don't have to honor their side of the agreement. Essentially, you have the duty uh, of allegiance, and then there's not really any duty to it at all. So, you will obey, or we will crush you. Is That's really the situation. Yeah. Right. So, retaining so- or uh, reattaining sovereignty, or simply stating that, is I think a good first step on the path to being truly free people again. Uh, I'd like to see it happen on an individual basis, but if it happens on a state level, that's a step in the right direction to have one state say to the state government people, say to the federal government people, hey, you know, we've about had it with you. Uh, We want to let you all know that we're a sovereign state and you don't control us. Now, I don't know if that's exactly what Oklahoma is saying here, but let's talk about it. According to WorldNet Daily... Steamed over perceived increase in a federal usurping of states' rights, Oklahoma's House of Representatives told Washington, D.C. to back off. Joint House Resolution 1089, passed by an overwhelming 92-3 to margin, reasserts Oklahoma's sovereignty under the Tenth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. And according to the resolution's own language, is serving notice to the federal government to cease and desist certain mandates. The Tenth Amendment states, The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. Now, the article says, Traditionally, this language has meant that the federal government is limited in its scope and cannot usurp the sovereign powers of states. In recent decades, however, as the size and reach of the federal government has expanded, many have come to question whether Washington has stepped on states' rights and gotten too big for its britches. Which, I don't think anybody on this show is questioning that at this point. Seems pretty clear that they could give a damn about the Tenth Amendment. Charles Key, the Republican representative who authored the resolution, told WorldNet Daily he introduced it because he believes the federal government's overstepping of its bounds has put our constitutional form of government in danger. He said, the more we stand by and watch the federal government get involved in areas where it has no legal authority, we kill the Constitution a little at the time. A little at a time, he said. In the last few decades, the Constitution has been hanging by a thread. Specifically, the resolution says that the state of Oklahoma hereby claims sovereignty under the Tenth Amendment to the Constitution of the United States over all powers otherwise not Excuse me. Overall powers not otherwise enumerated and granted to the federal government by the Constitution. Of I the wonder United if they're st- um, still taking uh, Homeland Security money. <laughs> That's a good question. Chumps. The resolution resolves that Oklahoma will serve as notice and demand to the federal government as our agent to cease and desist effective immediately mandates that are beyond the scope of these constitutionally delegated powers. 
It also instructs that a copy of this resolution will be distributed to the president, uh, the president of the Senate, representatives, and blah, blah, blah. The resolution does not, if some, how spec- as some have speculated, amount to secession, but it does send a warning signal to Washington that Oklahoma does not intend to be bullied by Big Brother government. The Sooner State became a hotbed of federal versus state authority clashes earlier this month when a federal judge blocked a portion of its tough immigration laws, ruling that plaintiffs would likely establish that the state mandates preempted federal immigration laws. Oklahoma's immigration statute has been characterized by USA Today as arguably the nation's toughest state law targeting illegal immigration. So the motivation behind this isn't a liberty-loving sort of motivation necessarily. They they want to be hardcore on immigration in Oklahoma, and they were upset that the federal government was getting in their way on that. And so that's one of the things that spurred them to action here. Yeah. Nonetheless, the spirit of the resolution, I do have uh you know I do still have a place in my heart for that even though it is a state versus federal thing it's still it is still the uh, the littler governments going up against the bigger ones they're not going to use it for anything good though no they're not so. they're not but still you know it is kind of nice to see that at least the idea floating out there right it's it's nice to see them do it because then uh you know when when we manage to pull it off in New Hampshire then hey We'll be that much better off. Exactly. And the more discussion about the idea of of individual sovereignty and secession, whether it be on a state or individual level, the more discussion we have about this, the better. The more people talking about it, not just on Free Talk Live, but with their friends, with their family members, over dinner. Look, I understand they say that politics and religion, you're not supposed to talk about those two things. But really, we're in a place, we're in a world today where it's it's very necessary to broach these subjects. It's very necessary to talk about them. And if you're finding people that don't want to talk about them, well, that's fine. You should respect them at least. But bring them up and talk about it and see what people think. See how they feel about it. Because secession is a time, it is an idea whose time has come again. They tried it before and it didn't work out too well. But things are different now. We've got communications that have never been had, did not exist in the 1800s. We've got technology that didn't exist back then. The government is very concerned about its aura of legitimacy. Very, very likely to not uh, take any sort of military action against a state that, that secedes. That's my supposition, my hypothesis. But uh, it seems to me that they would rather they would rather continue their aura of legitimacy and continue to tax 49 states than to uh, to roll in the tanks on one state that seceded, I would think. Yeah, it doesn't seem likely to me either that uh, if, if a state legally and uh, you know, peacefully seceded that you would see – you would see any problems at all, really, from the federal government. Um, you know, there might be some issue of uh, having to yeah, – I, I don't know. There might be an issue with Maine being cut off from the <laughs> continental United States. But Alaska Alaska's is okay. Too. Hawaii's all right. So they'll deal. All right. So, oh, by the way, on that particular story out of Oklahoma, apparently it was the House that passed it, but the Senate probably not going to pass it. So it's really – dead in the water at least that's the way it seems but again it was just the the point that people are talking about sovereignty and i think it's about damn time i think that part's good yep 800-259-9231 that's the sacral cai toll free line other state related news uh, in vermont according to the associated press they're having another nudity issue 
Oh, boy. Oh, darn. Now, it's not Brattleboro this time. The last time we discussed it was Brattleboro, which is just a few miles away from Keene here in, in New Hampshire. It's right across the border in Vermont, where there were teenagers who were apparently cavorting about naked in the uh, the streets of downtown Brattleboro. And as a result, the Brattleboro City Council or whatever passed some sort of resolution against uh, public nudity in certain areas. But this story is from Westmore, Vermont. From the Westport? beach. Westmore. Westmore. From the beach of Lake Willoughby's Southwest Cove, the sheer cliffs of Mount Pisgah tower over the deep, frigid water. Across the Narrows, Mount Horse Peak completes the look of a Scandinavian fjord. In the summertime, the beach offers a different view naked sunbathers. Southwest Cove. There's a is, beach in, uh, in Vermont? Apparently so. It's on a lake. Yes, must be. And Mount Pisgah is very got to be rather close. There's a there. Um, you know, I've heard that terminology. There's Pisgah stuff around here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Southwest Cove is one of the most famous nude beaches in the country. But there's a move underway to make people put their suits back on. For a decades, bunch of jerks. For decades, people have come to visit the beach, which is listed in nudist guides and on websites. All are welcome, naked or not. While cameras without permission and sexual behavior are forbidden. The beach is on public land that isn't visible from the highway. The state, which has no laws banning public nudity, and apparently New Hampshire doesn't either, as I understand, or at least toplessness. Yeah, well, you know, lewdness is a problem, but not anything else. It uh, Apparently, the beach signage advises visitors that uh, leading to the beach, the signs leading to the beach warn, be advised you may encounter nude bathers. But some uppity puritanical Westmore residents want to be able to use the beach without having to worry that they or their kids will confront a naked person. We'll talk more about this here in moments. You can bring up whatever's on your mind, even in these remaining moments of the show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, even in these remaining moments. Enough time for your call at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, then learn how to promote Free Talk Live. Go to promote.freetalklive.com and use you will see a huge variety of different easy to uh to access easy to complete things you can do everything from banners to calling local radio stations and more you'll find it all at promote.freetalklive.com great simple uh solutions to help get the show on more radio stations and into more people's ears on the internet again promote.freetalklive.com westmore vermont which mark you uh, looked at a map where is this place so oh, it's, it's way up there in the hinterland. It's it's a it's north of Berlin and uh, and, and Milan, uh, New Hampshire. I mean, it's it, it's, it's up there. It's up there. So what's going on is there's a lake that they have out there, Lake Willoughby, uh, the Southwest Cove. There's a beach over there, and apparently it is a well-known nudist beach, or a beach where at least nudity is not prohibited. And so it's promoted amongst the nudist uh, folks and as a place that they can go to to let it all hang out, so to speak. And as a matter of fact, they've been doing that for decades, according to the Associated Press. So it's been going on for decades. But now all of a sudden, some Westmore residents want to be able to use the beach without having to worry that they or their kids will confront a naked person Oh, my goodness, whatever will happen to our children if they know that people underneath their clothes, they look the same? Whatever would happen if they saw a penis or, a, or the, the outer portions of a vagina? 
<laughs> what would ever what would happen if they saw breasts? Oh my goodness, our children would be ruined forever. For life it, life anyway. You know what? I've never understood this viewpoint. And if you hold this viewpoint, I would love for you to call in and explain it to me. Explain to me how it is that seeing a naked person on a beach is somehow going to be detrimental to your children's life. You know, Can in, you please? In Europe, they're not so uptight. Uh, America has strong... Like uh, a porn on TV in uh, prime time in Europe. Yeah, yeah. But, but this this country has a strong puritanical uh, root. Sure know, does. Especially here in, in New England. And it kind of spread spread. You think it's the- worse here in New England? Um, well, this is where it originated. This is where the oh. Puritans started somewhere in, in here and, and along the East Coast and, and migrated uh, west. But we, we do have a Puritanical um, tradition in this country that we're not all aware of or we don't like to look at. But uh, the fact is, it's just a human body. Sure is. And some of them are better to look at than others, but they're all fundamentally the same. And as long as women nowadays, if they cover the three magic spots and the man covers the one magic spot, everything's okay. But as soon as those magic spots are uncovered, all hell breaks loose. Isn't that weird? That's what they would like you to think, but I don't really understand how anything breaks loose. It's only breaking loose in their minds. It's only these uppity Puritans that something about nakedness translates to sexuality for them, and it makes them very, very uncomfortable. But to me, and to many others, there's nothing at all inherently sexual about a naked body. A naked body engaging in sex, okay, yeah, you've got something sexual going on there. Though, not that I have a problem with sex either, I don't. I'm just making the point here that this isn't even about sex. This is just about nudity. But, but again, people are not always comfortable with their own sexuality. They're afraid that they're going to become aroused, and and that's that's threatening to them, and so that's how they react. According to, uh, let's see, Tony Strange, who lives about a half mile from Southwest Cove and helps circulate a petition asking the select board to enact a ban on nakedness at the beach, he says, for me, it's about common public decency. Getting families and kids and people in Westmore back down to what they all talk about as being the most beautiful place, and they don't go there anymore. Regulars say that the nude beach is an accepted part of the area that doesn't cause any trouble. On a recent hot Saturday afternoon, about 15 people were at the beach. Other than the absence of swimsuits, there was nothing to distinguish it from a traditional beach. People brought beach chairs and coolers, some paddled canoes, and others just sunbathed. According to uh, somebody else, David Stimson of St. Johnsbury, who's been going to Southwest Cove for 20 years, he says, We try to make it clean, safe, and enjoyable for everyone, and that includes families with children, and that includes anyone from anywhere, and yet we're being accused of dominating the area. Westmore, about 20 miles south of the U.S.-Canada border in northeastern Vermont, has a year-round uh, population of 319, which jumps to about 1,000 over the summertime. The town clerk said the three-member town select board has been asked to deal with the issue of nudity before but chose not to. He said they didn't see how they could enforce it. He said enforcement remains a question, though the board is due to consider the issue again at an uh, upcoming meeting later this week. Vermont has long been known for clothing optional swimming holes, some clandestine, some semi-public. Southwest Cove has a reputation for being nude-friendly and has had it for about a quarter century. Several years ago, the State Department of Forest, Parks, and Recreation looked at the issue and decided to leave the situation as it was. So, is it all Southwest Cove's fault? Is it because they didn't crack down on it two decades ago? Is that why society is as corrupted as it is today? It's all the fault of Southwest Cove and its nudity. 
somehow I doubt that. It, it sounds nuts to me. And, you know, the... It, <laughs> There's nude beaches all over. This is not the only nude beach. The fact is, if you don't want to go to this nude beach, don't go. It's probably bringing... They say the town is 300 and something people um, Mm -hmm. year-round, and then it springs to, in the summer, 1,000 people. I would suspect that those 1,000 people, that the only reason that they're going there is so that they can get naked on a uh, beach somewhere in you know rural Vermont. I suspect that their town is largely like many towns here in um, New Hampshire. It's nothing more than an optimistic gas station. You know, it's a gas station that calls itself a town. Mm -hmm. There's 312 stinking, nosy people in this town. It's not a town. It's just houses, a few houses all over the place. It's not even really a town. Sorry. But yet there's a problem here, and the problem is public property. The problem is a bunch of nosy people. Well, yeah, that's true. But the nosy people would have no say if the beach was private. And the beach is not private. It's a public beach. So therefore, at all times, it will be subject to this controversy. If the city council or whatever, the town selectmen, if they decide to leave this alone and let the nudity continue... That just means that, you know, Tony Strange, the man leading the charge here who says, all we're looking for, you know, is no nudity on the public beach. You want to be naked in private? Fine. I just don't want you to prance around like a puffed up chicken in front of my kids and think it's okay. Tony, there are beaches all over, man. Take your kids someplace else. This is our beach. It's a public beach, and I have the right to take my kids here. That's you're right. It's absolutely the problem. And the so problem the public is, beach is, is that the they, can, they don't, you know, they they don't get uh, their own private, uh, you know, b- bit of beach someplace, and it's it's not cheap or anything like that. So Tony, if he fa- if the, if his little effort fails this week, he's just going to run for selectman, and he's going to try to get on board, and he's going to bring it up again, and he's going to keep pounding this issue because because he, cause he thinks it's sinful. It really it, it's nothing else. Well, it makes him, must fit, make him feel uncomfortable. Or he likes that particular piece of beach. It's, that, 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 that's a possibility. He yeah. wants to go to that beach. But do you see what I'm saying and here? There will always be this conflict between people like Tony and people who don't care, people like us, like, oh, whoa, new, naked people. Okay. Uh, there will always be this conflict. Tony's far more motivated that's than true. you and I are. So it's really only been luck so far that has prevented the city uh, or the the town council from making a move on this. And once Tony gets his way, if the you know, if they move in his direction, needs, it'll be very difficult to get to have it a good out. talking to with Tony because uh, the the few businesses that there are in Westmore, the few Wherever. businesses, yeah. if there are such a thing there, you know the the guy who runs the gas station slash bait shops slash convenience store, he needs to have a talk with Tony. Look, Tony. It's hard enough for me to make a frickin' living in this town without you running around and running off the only tourists tourists. we get. The people come here because they want to be naked on our beach, and you're ruining it for everybody. Shut your trap, you jerk. Have you either of you guys ever been to a nude beach? I have not. Well, what happens is after about five or ten minutes, you don't even notice anymore, really. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to uh, South Beach, which is topless. But I, I went around looking for the topless girls. They really weren't there. So the solution, get rid of public, the, so the whole concept of public property. Everything should be privately owned. That way, p- 
Puritan wimps like Tony can set up their own little private beach and put up big fences to make sure that there's nobody with a nude beach next to theirs, and then they can set up private beaches, and then they could let in whoever they want to let in. They can keep pass out, out whoever turtle they want to keep out. at the front gate, and uh, you know, every, everybody can have a mask on or whatever it is that they need to hide the, out. How about the old bathing suits that women used to wear in the 20s or whatever that went down to their ankles? The men do. Could, with the yeah. Men too. yeah, they could. Oh, boy. They could wear that stuff. You know, that's Private what you see in the pictures. That's not what they wore. What they did is they went naked when they went swimming. Is that right? Sure they did. Alrighty, it has been Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. We are done for tonight. And uh, Mark, best of luck in your recovery process after your successful vasectomy today. Hope you, uh, hope you get a nice sleep tonight. All the best luck with your testicles. We will see you tomorrow. It worked out for me. It worked out for Wayne. You'll be fine. We're coming up tomorrow night. See you then. FreeTalkLive.com. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney, finalized a contract in London, and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code, 600, to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details.